The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Langer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. So how's this course lay out? I mean, who has an advantage here for a course like this? You know, it's it's a long course, but it's it, I wouldn't call it a bomber's paradise. I mean, I think uh, so. It's interesting. It's not going to be one of those ones where, you know, like Bryson DeChambeau at Wingfoot, where you could bomb and gouge your way around it. Uh, it. It has a lot of uh, blind shot tee shots. It has a lot of very narrow openings to the green. It's really about positioning. To me, it's one of those opens where it's going to favor great ball strikers. I don't think you're going to it's going to be tough to scramble if you're missing fairways. You know, some opens you could get away with that, like Shinnecock, where it's it's there's not a lot of rough and it's flat. You could get a, away with spraying it. This will not be one of those opens. This is going to be more like Oakmont, where if you're off the fairway, if you're missing greens, you're not making par. Um, I think it's going to favor great ball strikers, which is not unusual. I think the open likes that. They like that test. So, you know, at first blush, you know, Scotty Scheffler is the best ball striker on the planet. If he if he just puts average, he's going to be in tension in, in contention. John Rahm, another obviously number two player in the world. Somebody like Colin Morikawa, great ball striker. You want to look at those guys that strike it really well who aren't the best putters on the planet, like Morikawa, Victor Hovland, who just won at Jack's Place, uh, Scotty Scheffler. These guys are great ball strikers, right? They don't make many errors tee to green, and they're only average putters. So when they have a good week, they win, and when they don't, they you know finish top 10. So I'm looking at players like that. I, I, I don't think, for instance, Jordan Spieth, you know, a guy who's not a great ball striker, a great putter, great scrambler. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'd be surprised if he's in the mix. Players like that, you know, even Rory, you know, Rory's been spraying it off the tee a lot. Um, his ball striking has not been great. I'm not sure it'll be a good week for him. So I think this is going to be one where you're going to see guys who are hitting greens that are making pars that are going to be there on Sunday. All right, so I know why this is the U.S. Open and everybody's there to talk golf. This is the first time we've had all the big big shots, the good players in the world that are going to show up, and obviously they're still smarting over what took place with the merger last week. Uh, there's some that have chewed on it, and some are still stewing over it. So what's been the latest that you've heard about how the players have reacted? I know Jay Monahan now has a health issue that's come into play, so he's not going to be around. So give me your thoughts on what you've heard, and where do we go from here? You know, it seems to have settled in where the players are just now not thinking about it. You know, if you looked at the uh, the press conferences on Monday and Tuesday at the Open, uh, they you know, they spoke with Colin Morikawa and John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, JT, others. And they're just saying, look, we, we there's there's too much noise. We don't know what's going on. I think there's still a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of confusion. Uh, the tour is not communicating much. As you mentioned, Jay Monaghan. Um, Last night, like, like, you know, we just learned that he has to take a leave of absence from the tour for health reasons. So we're, we're hoping he has a speedy recovery. But I think, you know, the goal, there's two goals right now. One is for the to PJ Tour and PIF to actually get the deal done. And it's not it's not a done deal yet. They have a framework. They have a, a memo of understanding. But there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to figure out, you know, this. It's not a merger. It's a, a new co the PJ Tour and PIF, the Public Investment Fund, are coming together to create a new public, a new uh, for-profit entity, and that under that 
you'll have all the tours, the DP World Tour, the PJ Tour, maybe the Live Tour. So I think they're still working at that structure, the ownership structure, the board of NUCO. And then what properties, what happens to the, the Live brand going forward? What, you know, what happens to DP World Tour? So I think the players are waiting to see. There's just a lot of detail there. And I think that the first couple of days afterwards, you saw a lot of anger. You saw a lot of animosity. Uh, players were upset because they didn't know mostly. And now they've sort of accepted the fact that there's going to be messiness, uh, Mike, for the next couple of months until the deal is finalized and there's some clarity. And, it, you know, and I wouldn't expect to see that in the next week or two. Now with Jay out, um, there's a lot of detail that we still need to see. There's still regulatory hurdles. It's not a done deal yet. And I think the players now realize this is a marathon, not a sprint. Like they got over the initial sort of wave of anger, right? And now they're settled into, the smart ones are settled into, okay, let me just focus on the golf and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. There makes, it makes no sense. I mean, Scotty Scheffler was great at his presser. He sort of just said, look, guys, I know what you know. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I sort of, I got past the shock and we'll see what happens, but I'm here to play golf. That's, I think that's the attitude of the smart players. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, with regard to their approach because they're there to play golf. It's not like they can go on the injured list or take a time off. This is how they make a living. And uh, to let this become a distraction can take away from them, certainly on the course and certainly down the road, uh, to make sure that they have some, some real power at, uh, at the table because they're going to have to eventually come back to them as well and, and get their blessing, I would think, at some point. Yeah, they will. I mean, if not in the formal approval process, I think the PJ Tour board has to approve it. Uh, and then there's some regulatory hurdles. But certainly you, you need to win back the trust of the membership. I think the big calculated, it wasn't even a risk. I think uh, Jay Monahan and Jimmy Dunn on the PJ Tour who did the deal, uh, they knew going in that they had to do it in total secrecy for it to get done, confidentiality. And so they made the conscious choice not to inform any of the players, including, by the way, Rory. So, I mean, they told nobody. They didn't talk to any of the sponsors. Uh, they didn't talk to any of the outside stakeholders like the 9-11 group and others. And that, But that was a conscious choice. They knew that, like, to get the deal done, we can't let this leak out. And I think they also knew, Jay Monahan knew after the fact, like, once it comes out, I'm going to have a lot of fence mending to do. Mm -hmm. uh, trust building with the players again. I mean, they're genuinely upset. With sponsors even. Sponsors want to know more. With other, you know, external groups like the 9-11 group. And I think they put that into the, the equation, right? Like, we need to get this deal done. And I do think they were feeling financial pressure to get it done. As the Wall Street Journal, New York Times chronicled, the legal fees were mounting. Um, prize money had escalated uh, and, and they had to get that money from somewhere. It wasn't just sponsors. And so I think they felt pressure to get a deal done. And I think they made a calculated choice that we were going to do it in secrecy and then deal with the consequences later. And, and now is later. And now they have to deal with the consequences. All right. I want to go back to the U.S. Open for a minute. Um, you talked about some guys who you might want to take a look at as far as having a chance to really compete in this. Give me a couple of dark horses that might be a top 10 finisher, someone who could really break through on the tour because we have so many new faces, so many people who are trying to find four days in a row where they can really play well. Give me a couple of names to pay attention to. Uh, the first name that comes to mind is uh, Max Homa, who I like a lot. So Max is, he's won six times on the tour uh, recently uh, and all in the last two years. He's an LA guy. He went to, or a California guy. He, uh, he went to college at, at Cal, played with Colin Morikawa. And he is from LA and he's won Tigers tournament to Genesis. Uh, he is geeked up to play. This has been on his calendar for years and he's a great ball striker, good putter, great ball striker. So if you were if you were uh, 
looking for kind of a not a I don't want to call him a pure long shot, but uh, a dark horse. Uh, I think Max Homa is, is top on the list. The other guy that comes to mind is Tony Finau. Tony, you know, most most players, most golfers know who he is. He's been on the Ryder Cup. He's won, you know, five or six times. Again, recently in the last couple of years, he's had all his wins. He is a fantastic ball striker. Hits it a mile. Great ball striker. You know, good putter, not great putter, right? So fits the mold of of LA Country Club. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, if if Tony Finau's there. And then the other person that comes to mind is Patrick Cantlay. He's a, you know, look, he's a big name. He's won a bunch of times. He's won the FedEx Cup. Another guy, great ball striker, good putter, streaky putter. When he gets on with his putter, he's hot. He likes putting uh, those pure bent grass greens. Uh, he's been a little bit quiet this year. He's a, another Cali guy. I think the Cali guys are very comfortable in California with just all the, all the you know, kind of the distractions and noises of L.A. You yeah. know, they're kind of used to that, which I think is a big deal. And so I think if you were going to, uh, look at three guys. I would look at Max Homa, Finau, and Cantlay as sort of out of the pack. All right, final item. Uh, the Ascension Charity Golf Tournament is coming your way in September. One of the things that I've come to appreciate about the tournament are the skyboxes, and, and I know that they're pretty popular. Uh, we People get together, get a group of friends, get a box, and they can watch and sit on a hole and maybe watch two different holes from where they sit. How is that going? Are those still, are those still available for for fans that maybe have uh, some friends get together and get one or two? Absolutely. So we uh, last year, first year we built out the last five holes. Last year we had so much demand, we built out really the last seven seven and a half holes on the back nine. This year we're building out the whole back nine. There's been so much demand, and uh, with the hospitality suites and skyboxes, and it's a you know they go to centralcharityclassic.com. Uh, the pro ams we have three days of pro ams, not two, and those are going quickly and. By midsummer, they'll be gone. And the hospitality, too. And we have some great viewing areas uh, on the 11th hole and the 12th hole. We're building that out now, too. And it's just, you know, you've been out there. It's a great way to spend a beautiful fall afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even come out on Thursday on the Pro-Am, uh, be with some friends, have some good food and drink, watch world-class golf. These guys are world-class golfers. Steve Stricker, Ernie Els, Bernard Longer. And, and, and if you can, play in a Pro-Am. That is a bucket list thing. I tell you, I tell people, you know, I was talking about this with Jay Delsing the other day. Uh, if you want the best sport experience you can have, playing inside the ropes on a PGA Tour Champions event is about it. I mean, you can't go and shoot warm-ups with, with Michael Jordan. You can't pitch, you know, batting practice with Jack Flaherty. You know, you can't do anything. You can't skate around with Ryan O'Reilly. But you could literally play inside the ropes on Thursday with John Daly, with Ernie Els, with Steve Stricker. And then Friday, watch them compete at the highest level. And I tell you, I've had more people come up to me and say, wow, I played in a pro-am. I played with Ernie Els or I played with Bernard Long or VJ Singh. And they were giving me playing lessons. They were chatting. We exchanged text information. You know, they're a friend now. And so go to CentralCharityClassic.com. Those are going quickly. Hospitality, sponsorship, VIP tickets. It's uh, Our ticket sales are ahead of where they were last year. And last year was a record. Wow. That sounds like a great idea, the, the, the boxes in the pro-am. Nick Ragone, as always, sir, we thank you, and we will do this again next week because I get the feeling, uh, certainly with the live merger with the PGA, that's going to be one thing. But now we're getting into the meat of the schedule as far as golf is concerned, the consistent weather. Uh, we're starting to see some guys start to separate themselves as far as consistency is concerned. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it. Enjoy the rest of your week, sir. Take care, man. All right. He's Nick Ragone. I'm Mike Claiborne. This has been another installment on ClavesOnline.com. 
says here that Graybar is a distributor? Yeah, we support electrical and data comm projects all over the country. So you can get me the products I need, where and when I need them? Yeah, thanks to our national logistics network. Any industry? Yeah, construction, industrial plants, schools, hospitals. So you could say Graybar is much more than a distributor. Yeah, you could say that. When you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join the thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Yeah, Graybar does that.